inspired by a galaxy far, far away. You're listening to Fans of the Force Podcast. I won't. Hello, Star Warriors. It's that time again. It's time for the Fans of the Force Podcast. I am your dashing, handsome host, John, and with me are my delightfully also dashing co-hosts. Say hello to... Kat. And... I forgot my name. I'm just kidding. Hi, everyone. It's Adrian. And today uh, we are doing yet another podcast centering around our favorite topic, Star Wars. And The Last Jedi uh, discussion still continues to this very day. I myself am on my third viewing. Adrian, you have seen it. Uh, three times as well, my friend, and it just three keeps times getting better well. and better. Just gotta say, it does. And and Cat is gonna play catch up very <laughs> soon. Yeah, right now yeah. she's sitting at how many viewings? Just two. Two is good. Two is good. But I'm going next week. I've got it. Got a plan. Got my plan. So I have I have an associate here at work who I understand seven times already. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dedication. That, that is, is dedication. That's impressive. So, <laughs> so tip of the tip of the, and didn't go opening night, mind you. Wow, that's even. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's even more impressive. Yes, yeah. very. I, I right. don't know what so has certainly played catch up, like with the family and everyone, just like or just like. It, uh, that's, uh, wow. No, I'm just I'm starstruck. I, I like this person. I want to meet I'm, this person. I, yeah, I, I think we'll 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 probably have to ask Matt to be a guest on the show at some point. Absolutely, uh, with that kind of dedication, uh, like to just give him uh, the invite at least. Totally. Uh, before we get too carried away and get rolling into it, what do you say we talk about some Star Wars news? Yes, I've got some fun little tidbits for our galactic geek out. Uh, Starting with, uh, according to Dave Filoni's social media, Kevin Kiner has scored the la- the final Rebels episodes. Uh, oh, wow. He posted a picture on Twitter um, of the recording session. Although we still don't have a date for when Rebels is going to return Ooh. or a trailer for the second half. So, did I read online about a mild spoiler for Rebels? Um, there. I didn't click it. It seemed clickbaity, but <laughs> there was a. I think uh, Freddie Prince Jr. did an interview, um, and they said there were minor spoilers. And I read it, and now I can't even remember. So yeah, I, would I say that the spoilers were pretty much non-existent. I, I yelled um, at Cat Ray for like hours on end afterwards for spoiling it for me by showing me. <laughs> I was just, I was like, how could you? I trusted you. You were my yeah. sister, Cat Ray. It, he basically said that the storylines will wrap up, which is not really is a what we're all expecting. Honestly, anyway. yeah. I think the most spoiler thing in that was that oh the wolf, the loath wolves were going to play a big part in it. Like they already yeah, are. I get, yeah, oh, I did they, read that. Yes, yeah. I did read that. It <laughs> so, was so non-spoilery. I forgot that I did click on it and read it. Yeah, yeah that's right, it. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's, no, that's really that's good pathetic. of them. That's uh. You're going to talk about, you know, your something like Star Wars you're a part of. That's how you talk to the fan base. You just give them enough to kind of cling on to. Got all three of us to look at it, right? True. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
True that. Of course, that's kind of our podcast job mm-hmm. is to read all that stuff. Yeah. It's also true. Uh, I am super excited about uh, the the rest of the season of Rebels, but I'm mm-hmm. also, man. Apprehensive. I'm sad, sad. that it's going to end because I'm mm-hmm. enjoying it. So it feels like it's just finally in the last season and a half really, really captured me and mm-hmm. is captivating me. And I'm sad that uh, Kevin Kiner's job on this is done. He's done a fantastic job. Wouldn't mind seeing him do maybe one of the solo films, one of the Star Wars story films. I would be That'd on be board cool. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, totally excited. for. We got a mixed reaction with the group here on that. That's another podcast episode, my friend. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. All right. But just, I love Dave Filoni. I I love Rebels. I love Clone Wars. It's, it's it's just another podcast episode, is all. Gotcha. All right. Okay. What else we got, Cat Ray? All right. The uh, despite some of the controversy surrounding the Last Jedi, uh, it's currently made over one point two billion dollars worldwide. Wow. Within a month of being released, so we're not even at the one month mark yet. So I think reports that the Star Wars franchise is in peril have been greatly exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Nah. By a lot of clickbaity headlines. Nah. Yeah. It's going yeah. down. It's going down. It's over. The mouse house <laughs> killed it. No. Yeah. Well, along those lines, Star Wars has also surpassed the Harry Potter franchise to become the second highest grossing movie <laughs> franchise of all time. So... Make make of make what you will of that. You know, Which we you might as well would, just stop the podcast now. Let's just quit. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's over. Well, you would wonder how Harry Potter surpassed um, a franchise that has had such a great head start. But keep in mind that uh, box office dollars from the seventies and eighties don't equate to the box office mm-hmm. dollars of the two thousands and two thousand tens. Very true. Yep. Um, so. So it's cool to see Star Wars reclaiming its spot as the uh, the number one franchise that we all know it truly is. Well, it, it's actually number two. Oh, behind and behind drumroll the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, okay. There's just so many of those movies. Yeah. I understand now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, and it will probably likely sit at that number two spot for a while, unless yeah. The well, Marvel Universe Marvel, collapses on itself, which is Marvel putting two or three movies out per year, I, I can see yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, in other Last Jedi news, it's currently being rumored that the Blu-ray DVD will be released sometime in March. I I'm ready for that. I need I'm ready. Yeah. Current speculation says March 27th, but there's been no official confirmation shockingly so we'll see if that's actually true but the sooner cool. the better in my mind if my instagram feed is to be believed i bought yeah. the force awakens two years ago and rogue one last year in march so all right it, it makes sense i want it we will see sure it's really if you look at and there have already been articles about this if you look at when the force awakens and rogue one both came out it's really right on that timeline, so it would not be super surprising if it does come out at that time. Although, okay, uh, were there details about the supposed release? Like, is it just like mm-hmm. the standard run-of-the-mill Blu-ray? 
I, I, to be quite honest, I've just seen this floating around. I've not read any articles because there hasn't been like this is when it's happening. So meh, I have no idea. Just saying, they they didn't do this with Rogue One, but with a uh, Force Awakens, they released it in March, and then like mm-hmm. nine months later, ten months later, I, I forget what they re-released it again in an even nicer box set with a 3D version that's, and that's more right. extras and. Yes, with the director commentary, yeah. right, with J.J. Abrams. Yeah, so I'm assuming what will be in March will just be the standard, like, the first release for The Force Awakens and Rogue One, where it's the movie, some, you know, behind the scenes. Um, we know there are going to be some deleted scenes because Ryan Johnson has actually talked about that, that that's going to be one of the extras that we're going to see. Well, so and Mark Hamill has, too, now. Yeah, so mm-hmm. hopefully that's... Uh, would come out in the first um, release of the movie and they wouldn't wait, but who knows? The thing, if they do that again, I'm going to be kind of annoyed because, I mean, I eventually did double dip. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I have two copies of The Force Awakens. That's dedication, my friend. That is. I only have one. And it's not the super special director commentary one. <laughs> oh, they know how to exploit us, but yes. they deserve to. <laughs> they know they can get all of our money Mm -hmm. so moving on from the last jedi let's look forward to the next star wars movie which is coming out solo uh it was announced last week in variety that the man the myth the legend john williams is going to be writing a theme for han solo in his upcoming spinoff han solo han solo (laughs) (laughs) it's already been written hello (laughs) i swear to god every time that comes up it gets stuck in my head for like at least a day yeah Yeah, i'm with you but i think that's really exciting though that john williams is finally gonna write a specific theme for han i mean he has luke he has leia right han is the only one that doesn't have a specific theme by Williams. So I think it's really cool that after all these years, he's going to get one. Does Luke actually have a theme, though? Yes. It's, it's the Force theme. It's the main theme. No, it's the main theme. It's the main it's theme? Not, it's not the Force theme. That is the Force theme. I, the Force <laughs> theme has been referred to as Luke's theme and Obi-Wan's theme. Yeah. I'm, I'm just being technical here. Like... Atlay is the only one with a definitive theme and even even Vader's theme. It's not Vader's theme, it's the Imperial March. But it's really Darth Vader's now. But it really is Darth Vader's (laughs) theme. I don't know, maybe I'm just trying to be difficult here, but just saying, just yeah, had to point it out. We could talk about the fact that Leia is the only one to have three different themes throughout the trilogy, so she clearly wins. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway. especially since you know, yeah, I think you're right. I think Luke's theme is technically the Force theme slash binary sunset. Mm-hmm. So, and same with Kenobi, like when he shows up. I, yeah, I don't, I don't it's always the Force that, theme. We could call it Luke's theme, right? You know, uh, this takes me back to uh, back back when I was still in college, right? Uh, I was in a music uh, theory class, and we were talking about uh, musical motifs in movies. So obviously, yeah. you know, Star Wars has to come up, and he kept referring to the Force theme as Luke's theme. 
I remember when he first said Luke's theme, I was like, oh my God, which, which one is Luke's theme? Why don't I know this? Like I was, I had like a mini Star Wars existential crisis. But then when he started playing it on the piano, I'm like, that's just the force theme. That's not yeah. Luke's theme, that's the force theme. And he kept calling it Luke's and then me being the difficult Star Wars fan that I am on the test wrote the force theme and he marked it off and wrote Luke's theme over it. And the and the main theme is also Luke's theme, though. Yeah, so it's that's, like that's always what I've thought was Luke's theme is the main and then, theme, and the Force theme is its own. Leia's theme is used for the death of Obi Wan Kenobi, so uh, uh, it's just all confusing. <laughs> In any case, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I am excited that that John Williams is is going to be involved in that. Um, although Word. John Powell is still composing the whole film. So, oh, he is? Yes. So John Williams is just writing a specific theme for Han, and then John Powell will be uh, incorporating that into the, the the rest of the music that he writes. You know what film. would be cool? Is if he made it similar to Indiana Jones's theme. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, similar to, but not the but same. Not. <laughs> we'll just have to oh, wait. I can see. totally see that being a thing, though. Something like that. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday to that was the, you. You were doing happy birthday, I know, bro. that's kind of. <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna riff off the Falcon theme. If I was, if I was to make a, make a pick, make a bet. Yeah. Why didn't Chewie get a theme too? I'm just saying. Maybe he will. Chewie, Chewie has that song in the holiday special. Chewie and the horse. <laughs> he has a. We don't. Shh, shh. We don't talk about the holiday special. <laughs> you know we do. We all do. No, we do. We totally do. We talk about all things Star Wars. You're right. That's right. You can um, me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in more new speculation about Solo, a Star Wars story, it's rumored that a teaser trailer could drop this week on Good Morning America. Oh. But nothing has been confirmed. So okay. take that with a heaping tablespoon of salt because who knows? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. If it's true, expect to see a teaser for the teaser tomorrow or, or Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I suspect. Probably tomorrow knowing that. Or both. We recorded today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we recorded, recorded tonight. Today, so, yeah, yeah it's going to so. be tomorrow morning. And yeah, so expect another so. Uh, uh, a tweet. Explaining how we recorded, but here we go. <laughs> so by the time this this podcast drops, um, you'll all have seen the 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 solo I'm teaser, solo. yeah. Solo. Or Probably. or we'll get some major announcement about like Ryan Johnson's trilogy. They'll have already cast it or something. Or Kenobi. Important thing, man. Ewan McGregor, director was... Krennic, a Star Wars story. Yeah, <laughs> director Krennic. <laughs> Just saying, Ewan McGregor is sporting a Kenobi beard right now. I know! That is, is big news! That is he big is. news! That is he kind also, of a big deal. 
<laughs> and he's training. And he's training. He is. There was a, po- a picture on Instagram. I'm trying really hard not to fall headlong into the... <laughs> Oh my God! I'm trying to real hard not to fall uh, head over heels in love. Well, the man looks stunning. Uh, yes. Resistance yes. is futile, cat. You you know. Oh, I'm I'm already in love. Like we. That's yes. Uh. So I saw that pic and I was just like, "Hello there." Just okay. Yeah. Just game over. This is it. But I'm just not talking it. about it because we know absolutely nothing. But. Disney, let us know, please. Uh, <laughs> no, we need happen. we need to develop our own Disney insider. Yeah. Anybody who works for Lucasfilm or Disney that has any kind of uh, um, pull or or intel, and you you're listening to this to podcast, us. come on, bro. You know you love us. We'll be your friends. Just let us know. We will keep us in the yeah. Room. Give us everything. We'll, we'll, we'll call you Fulcrum, too. We'll refer to you as Fulcrum on the oh. podcast. Oh, that'd be amazing. W- right. Podcast Fulcrum. According yeah. to Podcast Fulcrum, <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn's going to be an Obi-Wan movie as a Force ghost. What? 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 Be that epic. would be amazing, though. Could we... Oh, God, please make that movie. Uh, <laughs> 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 I want it. I want it so bad. You, you want some Liam Neeson with Force your... Force ghost Jabba coming right up. No. <laughs> that's, a Star Wars story. That's in the, that's in the Cassian oh, Andor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, all right. Lastly, we, we are digressing again. Yeah, we are. Yes. Way off the deep end. Um, lastly, in a solo news, um, there have been a number of leaks from upcoming Lego tie-ins to this movie <laughs> featuring vehicles and characters, um, if they're real, from the upcoming Solo movie. Well, if you recall, prior to The Last Jedi, that's where we first saw Snoke, too, was a Lego version of Snoke sporting his gold attire and his blue eyes. That that's is true. true. Mm-hmm. And man. so... Lego, um, those bricks are I would, leaky. I, I, yeah, Lego, man. Well, you know, with toy lines, though... They've got to produce them so far in advance. That's true. That but the timing is just never quite it's right. Hard. It's always Lego though that, that that has the leak. It is along yeah. with the MC, yeah. like Marvel stuff. Like there's always some sort of Lego leak for Captain America, for Iron Man, for it's yeah, yeah and same with Jurassic World. Like it's always it's always Lego, man. Get, right, get your stuff together. Get your stuff together, man. <laughs> Well, based um, on the pictures I saw, there's some cool, cool stuff in store for the uh, solo movie. Yeah. And there's a couple things that I'm like, oh, man. What's making you go, oh, man? Well, I think Adrian put it most appropriately, but when it's talking about a certain ship, and I'll let you use the words you use because I think it captures it brilliantly, but there's a certain ship that we all know and love that doesn't mm-hmm. look the same. Mm-hmm. All all I said was, I wonder how the falcon gets the gap in its teeth. Right, how, how it gets its tooth gap? Because what, what yeah. they, they were calling it the the Kessel Run. Is that, that that's what it's called, right? The Kessel Run Falcon on the branding. They, yes, that's what they're calling it on the branding. Supposedly, supposedly. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's how the ship originally looks. Han said as much in 
you know, a new hope that, you know, he made plenty of modifications himself. Mm-hmm. And Lando says, what did you do to my ship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I think, I, I think it's fine. For me, for me, the way I, the way I seize it, the way I seize it, it's like <laughs> seeing Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi for the first time when you've been used to Alec Guinness for a while. Mm-hmm. Except that um, in the prequel tw- trilogy, we do see the Falcon uh, briefly at Coruscant. Yes. Well. And and yeah. it looks like the Falcon we all know and love. Well, okay. Uh, with that logic, though, I mean, there's an there's mm-hmm. a, an X-Wing being chased by a TIE fighter on Coruscant in Attack of the Clones during the whole chase sequence. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. Really? Mm-hmm. God, I don't think I knew that. It's a, it's a, it's a really that. it's a really quick quick thing. It, it's during when Kenobi's falling, uh, right before Anakin catches him. Thing oh, shows up. now I have to go watch that movie. Yeah, I think I do too. <laughs> just for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so just yeah, saying, just saying. I mean, I think so. Yes, yeah, so potentially we'll see a different Falcon. Uh, yeah, but here's here's the thing that that I don't dig about that, you know. Okay. To me and to many Star Wars fans, the Falcon's already a character. And that would be like giving Han Solo a mohawk. It just doesn't fit the character of, you know, of the Falcon like, to have like, this extra full Mouth of teeth, or whatever, however you want to describe it, you know? I like my falcon with a, the same way I like my women, gapping their teeth. A buck tooth. Buck tooth. (laughs) Where's my buck tooth falcon at? Bring it back. I mean, it just, uh, it just looks, I don't know. Hopefully I'll get used to it, or maybe I'll just get over it. I'm I'm telling you, Uh, man, it's good. It's like, because yeah, that's why, that's why I use that Ewan McGregor Alligan is uh, analogy. It's just. Because the Falcon is the character at this point for but so many I, of us. But I was digging young Ewan McGregor, and I'm like, I see him as young Obi-Wan. I see mm-hmm. it, you know? I, I mean, it was good casting. In my, this is not good casting for the Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> this is poor Falcon casting to me. This is like, this is like asking... Uh, I, I I don't know. This is like asking Gilbert Godfrey to play Mike Tyson. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hope, okay, let's reel it back a happens. bit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just trying to think of somebody without a gap in his teeth and somebody with a gap in his teeth. Mm, okay. It's pretty hardcore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike Tyson with the big gap in his teeth. Yes, you know? I know. Gilbert Godfrey. And Gilbert Godfrey! I mean, <laughs> how can he play... The Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Dude, it's like that's... if you painted the TARDIS red or something. Um, right. Oh, come well, on. yeah, it's just <laughs> I mean that that. But I mean, I I don't want to get too negative, and that's not what I'm here about. But that's the one negative thing that I have to say so far of everything I've seen from Solo. It's just like that was disappointing to me. It's like no. Just the Falcon's fine the way it is. Just leave it. That's unnecessary. Give us the Falcon we know and love. And that's just my opinion. I, you know, one guy's opinion. What's it matter? I'm not going to freak out about it. It's just like I've ranted enough about it, and I feel like kind of a jerk for bringing it up at this point. Uh, don't but it just seems unnecessary. Just give us what 
Give us the Falcon we know and love. If you want to make something different, go ahead and make it a little different. I realize it's it's a younger Falcon. It doesn't need to look like a hunk of junk. But I don't know. It just seems like that part, the 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 shape, the signature of the Falcon is that front piece. It was like yeah. no other ship we've ever seen before. And that was partially why. Because it mm-hmm. had the cockpit on the side and it had the two... The double front end, you know, Mm -hmm. and that made it different from any saucer spaceship they ever could have came up with. Um, And it just, I don't know, it it takes away part of that, that cool Falcon factor to me. Everything else about it that I've seen looks cool, though. Hashtag not my Falcon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go that far. I I don't want to take it there. But, But... all the other stuff I've seen from the Lego leak, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. it looks like they're they're introducing some some cool dog like creatures, mm-hmm. and and like some other villainy guys that yeah, I'm psyched well, about. Well, I think a, a lot of people who are fans of the EU are kind of happy because it looks like there are characters that, as part of the Pike Syndicate, which made an appearance in. The Clone Wars, also, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know quite about as much about that um, and the background on those particular that particular shady organization, but uh, but I think a lot of some people are happy because they seem to be pulling in some more of the EU um, and cementing that in in canon. So that's cool. I'm actually, I have to say, I you know. I re- you know, with all the controversy surrounding The Last Jedi, which I loved, but I'm actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to Solo. I kind of had some doubts about it yeah. beforehand, but now we're in a new year, and you know what? I'm looking forward to it. Like, I right. want to see what, I want to see what happens. Honestly, just throw I'm, me I'm into the, throw me into the camp that's all about just, you know what, we're getting more Star Wars. Am that, I going to love same here. all of it? Maybe not. But I'm just happy Probably we're not. in this renaissance, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean... One cool thing about this this um, this leak is that it, it does show Lando with a cape, which I dig, right? Yeah. That's been a question. It looks like the female star is going to be named Kira, mm-hmm. which was an original name that they were going to use for Rey. Yes. Um. But now they've changed the spelling to Q I apostrophe R A, so yeah. Kira, which I think is a sweet like flip on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Chewie with a double bandolier. Oh, I missed that. That's yeah, cool. he, he what? Not quite like the bandolier that he normally wears. Yeah, right. There's another oh. one that goes the other way. Cool. Rainbow Over the Chewy. other shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit like Rambo Chewie, but it doesn't go all the way to the bottom. So it's like a V-neck top and then the <laughs> one on the side that we're normally digging, right, for Chewie. Not crazy. I didn't notice Interesting. that. Interesting. There's a new droid. There's some red-looking dude that could possibly be a Guavian Death Guard-ish looking guy. Mm. Hard to tell in Lego style. Um, And uh, we've got more new ships that look like speeders. We've got the little, uh, what do they call them? The Corellian hounds, which are cool yeah. as well. Um, lots of cool stuff. 
some character named Moloch and another one named Rebolt that looked like well, Rebolt looks like a lady with a, a crazy whip that maybe whips the Corellian hounds into shape or something. I don't know. Um, but she wears black and is ominous looking, even with blonde hair. And uh, all kinds of really cool ships, and uh, wow. I'm digging it. I, it is I mean, it there's is all kinds chewy. of a different uh, Stormtrooper look with kind yeah. of a... A longer face, one of the long face stormtrooper. <laughs> Aren't you a little short too? Um, <laughs> oh my god, the imperial so yeah, officers I mean, have it, sideburns, right? They got the which is mandatory side. in that era. Uh, yeah, and it looks like we see maybe spoiler alert, um, Han in an imperial outfit as well with goggles and the helmet. And a little cape or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Mimbam, that looks pretty tight. Mimbam stormtrooper. Mimbam, Mimbam stormtrooper is a maybe a planet that they go to. Mimbam? Yeah, apparently. Mimbam. Mimbam. Wham bam, thank Mimbam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently it, it's come up in the Clone Wars. Mimbam. Um, okay, but I don't remember that episode of the clone wars so interesting yeah. interesting yeah. we don't have a vader fig here even though he's been he's in the era and he's been rumored he's been rumored imperials. Is it, I, I thought it was like yeah. like confirmed wasn't it vader's gonna show up no i i haven't seen confirmation i, I, I don't think yours. it's ever been confirmed there have been rumors and there was a rumor that the um the actor that wore the costume in Rogue One was in was at Pinewood Studios in London or was in London while they were filming Solo and there was a rumor going around that he had been there filming something for um as Darth Vader for Solo. But then I think he actually said specifically he was doing something for Solo, but it was not Darth Vader. Not okay. Like oh, an, he was okay. an alien right. or something, or right? Okay. But of course, that could also be a lie. Not be true. So do we have to see? Okay, just real quick. Do we want Vader and Solo? Oh, uh, we nah. talked about this. Yeah, I'm I'm fine without him. There's plenty of okay. other stuff to do. I'd rather have Jabba in Solo. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have Greedo uh, in Solo. No, <laughs> making appearances. I, I, I'd rather. I'd, I got really like Greedo. Okay, if you had to choose, Jabba, Boba, Greedo. <laughs> Who would you rather I'm, see? I'd a Greedo. I'd go Greedo I all day. Not, I would not go Greedo. I have to say that I'm like probably. Not even a Boba Fett fan, but I have to say, if I had to choose one, I'd probably choose Boba over Greedo and Jabba. I think the majority of people would agree with you. I would go Jabba. I think there's, yeah, I would go Jabba. They'd have to do it right. Finally, though. Yeah. Um. If, I mean, they, they just haven't done Jabba well CGI. If they re- <laughs> okay, so they re- they, they can did bring Yoda. Back the puppet. They did Yoda with a puppet for Last Jedi. Well, what's it say? Yeah. I, I still have my problems with it too, though. Even after yeah. the third viewing, I wanted yeah. to love it, and I'm like, that mouth is so tiny. <laughs> God, you know what? He looked like 
He looked like to me my infant grandson. That's what he looked like. <laughs> yeah. 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 He looked like Graham. Baby Graham. It's weird because when you first see him, it's 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 odd. But then as the scene progresses, it's still odd. I it for looks me. for like a few. It depends on the angle. At certain angles, it looks just uh, like the Empire Strikes Back Yoda. Uh, I think I think it's the way the years. Go I'm not going to go that far. Anymore, but but yeah, they did a better job than they've done previously. We'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, well, definitely that, better. Yeah. Definitely better than uh, Phantom Menace Yoda, who yeah. is scary. Uh, yes. We don't talk about that. <laughs> yes, we do. First yeah, we do. About all things Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps up this episode's Galactic Geek Out. So what's up next, John? I think we need to get right into the main topic. And presenting the main topic today is our good friend, Adrian. Okay, I uh, was not ready for that, but all right. Uh, so, you know, we've been discussing The Last Jedi, you know, just amongst ourselves since the movie came out, right? Uh, last episode, which was, how, long, how many weeks ago was that? Oof. That was Almost right after month. the movie I mean, came out. Yeah. Movie, right? yeah. So it's been a while. We thought we would, you know, totally just formalize all our opinions and discussions into a nice little four-part uh, series of episodes, just focusing on certain aspects of Last Jedi. So for today's episode, we're going to focus on probably the most controversial aspect of the movie. Yay! And that would be Luke's characterization. Hashtag not my Luke. Hashtag totally my Luke. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ryan Johnson did nothing wrong. Hmm? Ryan Johnson ruined my childhood. I don't know. (laughs) But you do know. But I do know. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of a lot of people, I think a lot of the controversy and upset over this movie has revolved around Luke's character. Do you think that's fair to say? Oh, I would totally agree with that comment. I think that's that's where a lot of the issues of the negativity that we're seeing online lie is solely squarely in two areas, you know, the handling of Luke and the handling of um, the information that was put out um, in the first film, in The Force Awakens, um, specifically revolving Snoke's backstory and Ray's backstory. Um, so those are the two big issues that most people have. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you guys feeling about Luke? Um my initial gut reaction was interesting. I not hate, <laughs> not dislike, just interesting cuz I I was still like wow, this is not what I expected. Like we talked about this during that episode we Luke straight up told us in the trailer this isn't going to go the way you think. Right. True. Yeah. But then, you know, just the more you think about it, the more you watch the film, it's absolute genius for me. I adore what they did with the character. Are we going to make the the character broken and dark? If that's the route you take it, that's how you do it. You make it rich. You make it meaningful. You make it mean something. 
I mean, I think the the direction of the character of Luke had had two courses that it could have taken. Mm-hmm. Um, the course that it took, you know, a broken, flawed Luke who escapes from um, some horrible event that caused him to retreat and break off his ties with everybody he knows and loves, mm-hmm. or the opposite, a super overpowered Luke who um, maybe had no no struggle and everything, you know, went the, you know, the golden child way, you know, everything yeah. fell into place and he becomes this, this grand master teaching an army of Jedi. I think the more interesting option is the way that they chose. Yes. I think having the broken Luke, um, having Luke have doubts about himself and about questioning everything that he's done and and the future of the Jedi and all that stuff is way more interesting than having this Luke ascend to a position of Grandmaster Yoda trying to teach younglings and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I mean, I, me personally, I and and the more I watch the movie too, the more I really number one enjoy Mark Hamill's performance. Yeah, um, and taken the the lines that were were written for the character and and bringing just this great emotional performance that is consistent throughout the whole film um and he eventually gets that shining moment and it's so epic um gosh i just i really love the choices they made with luke and i'm mm-hmm. really sad that that it it's not resonating with all of our fan base, all the Star Wars fans. Um, yeah. yeah, I was, I was, I left the first viewing of um, The Last Jedi wondering how I felt about Luke mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the direction they chose. And I went the second time understanding it a little better and, and really trying to, to, to grasp what I had witnessed the first time. Luckily, I'd seen those back-to-back the same night. So after the first day that the movie came out, you know, I I feel like I, I really got having a double dose of it, that initial reaction, and then letting it sink in and watching it play out again after already knowing what happens really let me savor it for a while. Mm-hmm. And then... I had a couple of weeks where I didn't see the movie and here comes the online backlash and all this stuff uh, that has emerged. And I went just last night to watch it for the third time. And the third viewing, I really got to sink my teeth into every aspect of it. And I really got to enjoy Hamill's performance. I really got to enjoy the dialogue that was written and the interaction with the other characters that he has, mostly with Ray, obviously, because that's who mm-hmm. he spends the most screen time with. But even the scene with with Adam Driver, even the scene with Carrie Fisher, his oh, little yeah. moments with, with R2 and Chewie, I mean, all that stuff boy, it just seems even more magical to me the more times I watch this film. Mm -hmm. And for people who are doing the hashtag, not my Luke, my counter hashtag (laughs) that I posted earlier today was hashtag actually like it or not, he absolutely is your Luke. (laughs) Trademark it. I'm I'm trying to make that work. Not trending yet, but it will. 
Not quite. Yeah. Not quite. We'll get, we'll get it. I'm there. working on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I agree with both of you. Um, but I understand why some people are upset, right? Because Luke is the hero of the original trilogy. And yes. you want to see your heroes happy. I mean, I yeah. think that's what we all wanted is, you know, we don't want to see our heroes broken and, you know, run off to the furthest corner of the galaxy. We want to see them be heroic, you know, and do cool things on that same. And I mean, I wanted that, too. But on that same vein, as you were saying, John, there are more interesting places to take our heroes than just that. And I mean, yes, having a happy ending is great and not everything needs to be dark and broken and sad, but these, you know, these characters are human. They have flaws. And they had their happy ending 30 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that, that doesn't mean everything stays happy over the course of time. Unfortunately, that is true. Right. And And, we see that here. we saw that with with the handling of Han Solo. You know, his his happy ending um, ended years before The Force Awakens when, you know, whatever happened with Ben Solo and Leia and he left and became the space pirate again and all that stuff trying to find his happiness. It wasn't it yeah. wasn't with Leia anymore. And Yeah, Frank. Sorry, go ahead. No, I I mean that's Kind of where I was stopping, and Leia yeah. is still in thing, a position where she's got to keep battling. You know, John, you, I mean, just, you Frank, just blew my mind with that, man. I didn't think about it that way. Han and Luke did the same thing; they just left. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Frankly, I think Luke is served a lot better than Han was, but that could be another podcast topic altogether. <laughs> um, Anyway, Force Awakens so, has plenty of plenty of podcast topics for me. Yeah. Oh so, no, kidding. <laughs> so we didn't I, even touch a, We didn't even touch on the porgs today. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm with you guys. I think having Luke where he is in this film is much more interesting um, place for him to be at, rather than being super powerful. Jedi Master Luke um, and having him come back to, you know, basically unlearn what he has learned and bring it full circle back to like the end of Return of the Jedi. And unfortunately, this time we didn't get the happy ending, but I think the characterization is so much richer Richer. for that. The way, what I think is so brilliant about Luke's arc is that, okay, me, many people can, yeah, there's that hashtag, not my Luke, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all the other arguments aside, you know, oh, it's been 30 years, people are going to change. He, he didn't actually try to kill Ben, he just reacted knee-jerk and then stopped himself. You know, whatever argument you, you have, right? Mm-hmm. His arc ties in beautifully to the entire history of the the order, right? I mean, he's pretty much mm-hmm. just repeating that cycle that the Jedi tend to repeat over and over again. It always ends with them in exile. Always ends with them horrible, horrible that way, right? <laughs> it, it always ends bad, and it just makes you wonder. It made me wonder what would have happened 
if Luke took the route that Ray seems to be taking. Yeah. And if anything, I would say that's maybe my biggest complaint. Because at the end of Return of the Jedi, to me anyway, and so mm-hmm. this delves into like headcanon territory, is that okay. Luke had basically – he had done away with the prior kind of Jedi ideals. He embraced love. You know, he was not trying – you know, he – that's what brought back Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker. And to me – I, the only the only thing that I could potentially complain about is that then he basically tried to restart. I mean, well, we know he goes out searching, but it seems like when he started teaching a school of Jedi students is that he basically went back to the tenets of the Jedi Order, which was obviously a mistake. Exactly. Um, so that that is maybe my one complaint about his characterization here is that really I would have felt like at the end of return of the Jedi, maybe he would have moved beyond that. But at the same time, you have to realize that at the end of the return of the Jedi, he's what like in his mid twenties. He doesn't actually know that much about the Jedi. Like he's got Yoda and Obi-Wan, but that's pretty much it. Like what he, else obviously, does he, know? he obviously has an Avenue to learn about Jedi and the history. I mean, he, in in the last Jedi, calls the Emperor Palpatine, you know, and, and knows Sidious. the history of yeah, uh, yeah Darth, Darth Sidious. Sidious. Sorry Darth, about Darth that. Sidious, yes, you're right. He, he, he calls him Darth exactly. Sidious. So he has learned things that he previously had no um, that's no idea. known yeah. knowledge of. That's addressed in the film, though. Too he uh, he uh, he he starts learning about the Jedi history. But through that romanticized, rose-tinted viewpoint that a lot of people had for the Jedi. And that's what led to the <laughs> – what's up, Kat? <laughs> <laughs> She's all waving uh, the Legends of Luke Skywalker on, on the webcam here. I'm like, yeah, I want it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, so do I. <laughs> but I, I think that's the biggest point there. Uh, Luke was this hopeful character in A Return of the Jedi. He had the two other Jedi, and I guess Anakin, too, if we want to include everyone. The, it's been established that the first things he started doing after, you know, the actual war ended was starting to hunt down relics and, you know, mm-hmm. hunting, history. Hint, hunting for history. All with that same rose-tinted, you know, viewpoint mentality. Mm-hmm. It's not until it fails once again <laughs> that he kind of <laughs> becomes detached from it and just kind of sees it for what it actually what it actually is vanity he calls it a religion he he he, his mind has obviously it changed but i think there's more to it than what most people are giving credit giving it credit for Mm -hmm. am i rambling does that make sense no that makes sense to me i think yeah you're not rambling (laughs) <laughs> Not at all. This whole podcast is rambling, uh, <laughs> which we've done before. Totally. Cool. Yeah. I just, and I mean, I could see people potentially. Another thing having an issue with is the fact that Luke does doubt Ben 
Or I guess not that he doubts him, but that he gives into that doubt. That would be a better way of saying that. That he actually does have his saber and ignites it in an extreme. He. Uh, I have opinions about that. Well, good. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's bad or good. I think it's a completely human response because he's seen the evil before. He's seen Darth Vader. He's seen the Emperor. He sees where Ben could go. Could go. And so it's a natural response. I mean, when you think about the fact that yes, he I mean, he drew his saber against Vader in Return of the Jedi and attacked him. Like, it's a natural response against yes, that evil. Yes, all and, of that right and, there. And so I think I think some people are upset that he gives into that, you know, that moment of doubt. But again, you know, even though he's a hero, he's still human. Like, heroes are allowed to have fears and doubts. You know, that makes them human. That puts them on our level. That makes Luke one of us. He's not this Jedi, you know, statue, perfect person, even though he has the force and this great power. He's still a human. Like, he still has these emotions. He's still prone to making mistakes. Like, he just because he's a Jedi, he's not infallible. And because of the same reasons you just brought up, it is totally within his character. If you're going to complain about him being out of character, he, he, he raised the saber at Vader. Vader kept, you know, poking him until he just absolutely mm-hmm. lost him. He was, kill- yeah. he was about to kill him. Mm-hmm. Then he realized this is what the Emperor wants. This, this is all according to, you know, the sick and twisted plan he has for me. No, this is not. I'm not going to listen to the Emperor. I'm not going to listen to Yoda and Obi Wan. I'm going to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop being so hot headed and just think things through. I love my father. I have I have this love for my father despite all the horrible things he's done. No, I'm not going to do this. Similar thing happened right there with Ben Solo. He felt the darkness. He saw the darkness. The same way with Vader, he took out the saber. But he stopped himself. Mm-hmm. Only difference yeah, here that was... Time he, yeah, Yeah. He stopped... He actually did stop himself, like, before anything happened. It's just the timing, The of timing course, was pretty bad. ...is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he said it himself. I was... It passed, like, a fleeting shadow or whatever the dialogue was, and yeah. I was immediately yeah. filled with shame. So... Yeah. Did... <laughs> did that... Sorry, this is rambling tangent... Did that line invoke Lord of the Rings for you? That felt very Lord of the Rings for me. Totally the, does now, the yeah. The fleeting shadow. Like, yeah. there's a line in one of, I think it's in the Two Towers where, you know, anyway, it just, that felt. Well, it's Lord of the Rings know, now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. That's what I felt um, when he, you know, but it invokes kind of that fantasy element for me. Yeah, and I think um, there's a lot of parallels to Star Wars in general in Lord of the Rings, you know, mm-hmm. that you can draw. And um, so that's that's not out of the out of the question. <laughs> anyway, that's a tangent. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so back back just real quick to to that one scene again. Luke didn't go in with the intention of killing his nephew, which is what a lot of people that I've discussed it with, quote unquote, discussed, come at me with. 
Yes. He he's not an well, assassin. He's not in there just to ninja his nephew when he's asleep. Yeah. He's like he's, he ain't doing that, people. He was just scoping down. He was just seeing the situation for what it was. Creeping. <laughs> a little creeping, yeah. It was totally creeping. Yeah, he yeah. was. But other no. Again, but I I, yeah. I think overall too in the whole film that I you know a lot this whole not my Luke thing. Luke is very consistent with the Luke that is from the original trilogy. You know, this is this is the same Luke that had, you know, I just wanted to go get my power converters, you know. <laughs> the Jedi needs to end. You know, I ruined everything, you know. I got to stay here until harvest with Uncle Owen. You know, it's that he's still got he's still got echoes of that that farm boy with mm-hmm. with the with the doubt and, you know, the the poor pitiful me and and all that stuff, that whiny Luke that everybody has has talked it's still the same Luke. It is your Luke. And I but this is a Luke that has gone through a really great tragedy that he sees as his fault. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's really put him into a spiral of for how many years and, you know, he's outcast himself. It's not your Luke in that he's not this powerful Obi-Wan character that's going to teach all the younglings or whatever in, mm-hmm. in the Jedi Academy. Um, no, okay. So that's, that's your EU Luke, right? But this is, this is your Luke. From the original trilogy. This is the same character. He's in the same mindset. He's the same Luke. I mean, for crying out loud, he throws the saber away again, you know? Mm-hmm. Last yeah. time we saw Luke, he's throwing sabers away. First time we see Luke again, he throws a saber away. This is your Luke. It may not be the Luke you wanted, but this is your Luke. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's I think the big sticking point, right? Is that it's just that it's not the Luke that a lot of people wanted to see. Um, and, and and I think I I'm one of them. I originally I, I was expecting to see okay, Grandmaster this Luke is going to be yeah. yeah, he's going to bring, you know, star destroyers down with the power <laughs> of the force and all that stuff, you know. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see Luke levitate. I want to see him dual wield lightsabers. You know, give me the blue one all and that. the green one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I want to see all that. So he's General Grievous now. Is that it? <laughs> right. Bring it. But like, th- well, the, we got with just so much levitating greater. Jedi Master version. You know, we didn't get that. And sure, part of me is is like lamenting that I didn't get what I built up in my head over 30 years. But what we got ultimately was someone who is still faithful to his character and a more interesting Luke Skywalker, a broken Luke Skywalker, who has to go through a little arc in this film himself Mm -hmm. and reconnect with the Force. And... um. Come back and you know take his labor, laser sword and, more, and fight off the whole empire. More importantly, this is a Luke that affected the entire new story in like the best way possible with his final action. Yes, cat. <laughs> um. Well, I just you just um 
John bringing up the point that, or was it John or Adrian? Um, now I'm losing the thread. Um, we're, we're the same but person. you know, Luke, Luke <laughs> has Luke has cut himself off from the Force. Like that's kind of a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, because the Force being a Jedi, that's that's what defined him, and like he is so distraught by being human, by giving in to a moment of doubt that he cuts himself off from what he knows best, you know, a a piece of him and then, and then exiles himself because he can't, he can't bear that shame. So, I mean, that's that, I think that plays a huge part. Like, I mean, that is Luke. Luke cared so much about Han and Leia and fighting against evil and he gives in to a very human moment of doubt. You know, we all have those about people we know and love. You know, we, we've, you know, everyone has a moment in their life like that. And he does that and Ben runs off and becomes Kylo Ren. And Luke is so distraught by that. Like, that's Luke's character in a nutshell. He... He cares so deeply and was so ashamed and saddened by what would happen that what had yeah. happened that he cuts himself yeah. off completely. Yeah. So I mean that to me, like that is that is Luke. You That's know? a really really good yeah. point. I love that. That beautifully said. So yeah. you know, I think I think people tend. To, to gloss over that a little bit is that this is actually Luke carrying so much that he goes off the complete other end. Yeah. You know, he thinks taking himself out of the equation is the best thing for everyone. Yeah. 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 Because, because he's trying to save them again. Mm-hmm. Now he's doing it the wrong way, but, <laughs> so <laughs> but let that's me, like let what's me, in his head. Let me pose this question to you both. The reason Luke is the reason Luke goes to Octu so that he can watch over the Jedi text to make sure that nobody else comes along to to start up the order. Um I I think he originally went there to learn some more. And then ultimately decided, like, no, I'm not going back. And that's when he trashed his X-Wing. But the the reason he stays could be that he doesn't want anybody else to discover the books and, yeah. and learn and start up the order and fall into the same mistake that he made. Well, and he I mean, is that a possibility? I, I think if that was the case, he would have burnt... He would have tried burning the books and tree down much sooner than yeah. what we saw. Good point. Uh, maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. I mean, he does say in the movie, like, I came here to die. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but in, do we take that literally? Or well, do we take I mean, that as, I'm going to kill myself. You don't want people to say that stuff, you know. I just no, want to die. No, I mean, <laughs> I take it as he he came there to exile himself and live out the right. rest of his life until he died. Not that he was suicidal or anything. Right, but, right. But. I, what what I mean by that is basically that kind of what you were saying, like he had the books, 
he was there. Yes, I mean, he was, he was maybe reading them to gain more knowledge. But in a sense, I think you're right. Like, he removed himself and this particular set of knowledge about the Jedi. Unless they were already there. Do we think he actually brought the books with him? Or were they already there on Octu? I would imagine they were already they there. They were there, I would imagine. That's, yeah. that's what my head can so, so, you know, then potentially what I could see is that that just further increased his desire to see the Jedi die. So he didn't, But at the know, same time, he's still attached to the Jedi because he's wearing ceremonial robes. <laughs> he's folding them carefully. Um, you know, he's got artifacts like the, uh, the compass and... Uh, the, uh, what was the little the, kyber crystal. The crystal, necklace? yeah, the the kyber crystal. That's we still don't know anything about that, but it's Mm-mm. allegedly Vader's. And I mean, he still got his connections to Visual Dictionary thing to the just, Order. It's a random Sith uh, saber crystal. Kyber oh, crystal. really? Yeah, well, that's kind of lame. That's kind of lame. They should have said Vader. <laughs> <laughs> that blew up on that. Makes sense. It would make sense for him to have Vader's kyber crystal. It would not make sense for him to f- have stumbled upon a random Sith one. Well, there, Unless, were so, there were so many of them flying around the Clone Wars. Why not? Well, uh, <laughs> um, it, well, there were, but I mean, that was how many years previous, you know, and uh, allegedly are all eradicated. But uh, well, I'll, I'll check, I'll check the was, book after we're done here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, one one. I, I don't know, but like maybe one of the Knights of Ren also crafted a lightsaber and he took that one to make sure that he couldn't use it. Maybe something like that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Still got a while till the next movie. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. Let's Adrian. go. Let's go around with part uh wrapping up thoughts on on the Luke discussion um just to, just to kind of round off what I, what I was saying earlier was a uh, yeah that's another huge one I think I, I've been getting is just like if Luke was gonna you know sacrifice himself why didn't he just actually go in person right why what what's with all this hologram projection stuff you know that's that's not cool because you know they just wanted an overpowered force unleashed type of Luke with force shields and lifting up walkers and crushing them and <laughs> yeah yeah whatever <laughs> it's like yeah cool story bro but but don't you think that and I'm not the first person to have this idea don't you think that the fact that Luke well. For one, how how many of the people actually know that Luke wasn't there, aside from Leia and Rey? And Kylo? No, they all thought he was there. So, I guess my question is, doesn't that make it even more powerful that, in that's, a sense? That's what I was getting to. Yeah. Him... The way Luke went about it, he did it his way, right? I'm not going to attack. I'm, g- I'm going to give you guys time to escape. That was like the initial thing, right? As mm-hmm. the thing went on, they're escaping. He he, he breaks it down beautifully in a little little uh, 
spiel to Kylo right before he disappears, uh, everything you just said is wrong, <laughs> you know? The rebellion is reborn today, the war has just begun, and I will not be the last Jedi, right? The way he went about it, he reignited that fire. He was the spark. Mm-hmm. He brought, he restored hope again. He he ascended to that legend status that so mm-hmm. many people held him at. Other mm-hmm. way, the way most people wanted, he would have go- shown up, pew, 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 and then he would have Obi-Waned out of there. All Kylo cuts him down. <laughs> That's it. Res- the resistance is going to go away with Skywalker was cut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the resistance gets to say we destroyed Luke Skywalker, aren't we mighty? You know, or the, the uh, first order, yeah. the new order does. Yeah, the first and, order does. And that's another thing too. The flip side, Kylo Ren, the new supreme, all oh, hail the supreme leader. He was humiliated, and by that, in front of like yeah. hundreds of first order uh, officers, that that yeah. that makes Hux relevant now as a character. There's this cool dynamic there now where they're going to be – they've always been at odds, but now because of Kylo's vanity and pride getting in the way and letting the Resistance escape, I'm excited to see what, where those two are heading now. I, I think we're going to go in a, a really interesting direction. Yeah. Much more interesting than if it would have played out where Luke physically is there and crushes the walkers and, and brings TIE fighters crashing together and, and all that stuff. Um, and then gets, you know, Obi-Wan out of existence, like you said. Um, I think we've got a, a, a more interesting direction with a lot more questions and questions on both sides. You know, how is the, um, uh, how is the, uh, the, the rebellion reborn? You know, uh, they've got enough guys to fit on the Falcon and that's it. Um, and how is, the um uh you know Hux and 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 Kylo Ren duality going to evolve going forward. I mean, we've got a lot of questions that uh gosh, just super interesting for sure. Well, and not not only is Kylo Ren defeated by Luke, but we actually kind of have the opposite of what we see earlier in the film where Luke's doubt causes the creation of Kylo Ren. Now Kylo Ren's anger and impetuousness basically is what turns Luke into a legend, right? Hmm. Like elevates Luke merely beyond being a broken exiled former Jedi to being Luke Skywalker, savior of the resistance, Jedi Knight. The spark. Like, Where little kids are hailing his yeah. his passing with uh, little handmade figurines. Yes. And, and reenacting and, that battle and sharing that, it with their friends. That story is going to spread, and for once, it's not going to be all talk. It's going to be, that's what happened. Yeah. Right. And so, and so it's an interesting parallel or inversion of what we saw previously where now Kylo is actually responsible for, as you said, Adrian, creating the spark that will become the resistance to fight the first order. And this is where we see Luke becoming that spark. And I would just like to say that I finished the book 
The Legends of Luke Skywalker. All right. Finally, finally, it took me stupidly long to finish this book because I was procrastinating. But there is a story in here. There are a couple stories in here that I would say um, I don't know how much um, – I don't know if the author saw The Last Jedi screenplay, the script, um, before he wrote this book. I mean obviously I'm sure the story group had some sort of direction or input to give him. But there are definitely – the last story specifically ties in a lot with how Luke, his final act, how that came about um, and kind of where he would have gotten that from. Well, um, shoot, I might have to go to Barnes and Noble on my way home to read the last chapter now. You might, yeah. No, I'm, I'm kind of mad at you now, Kat, because... Uh, I just finished the Star Wars book. I'm like, you know what? There's this other non-Star Wars book I wanted to read. Uh-huh. Now you're not going to read it. (laughs) Last, like, three books I've read have been Star Wars books. I I was looking forward to this other one, but uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's my life now. It's all Star Wars books. Yeah, it will will still be there. Um, It's not going anywhere. Don't read the non-Star Wars book because I'll tell you, I'm reading a non-Star Wars book right now and it's taking me almost a whole year to read it because it's not (laughs) Star Wars. But I just, I I love the the way that it ties in what we've seen on screen and and fleshes out kind of more of that background. and also ties it into the original trilogy. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. want to spoil it, but when when you read it, you're like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, why didn't I see this earlier? Um, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to read the dang thing, too. <laughs> like, trying not to spoil it because right, you um, want to um, go out and read it. But real, real, uh, I'm sorry, continue. Uh, no, go ahead. Okay. Just real quick before we start signing off, Luke dying. Proper way for him to end his story, or you want it more in the next movie? Not 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 well, initial good reaction. Now that you've had time to think about it and dissect it, okay. Not initial gut reaction. Um, I <laughs> I think I think it works for me. Um, which makes me sound very unsure. But I think after after thinking about it, I prefer I prefer this of Luke using his gifts in the force to save his sister, to save the resistance, and then to pass into the force being basically at peace, becoming one with the force. He accepted his destiny, he accepted his role, he did what he had to do. And then he could let it all go and become one with the Force. And I think I prefer that to another possibility like Luke being cut down by Kylo. I think this is this is more powerful than that. This is yeah. this was Luke accepting his destiny, fulfilling his destiny, going back to the Force. So for me, I think it works. Um, and so, John. Now, for you? for me, um, you both know 
my biggest apprehension coming into this film mm-hmm. before we'd all seen it mm-hmm. was that uh, th- that they would end Luke's story here. Mm-hmm. And and I really, really, I mean, I think I said I'd pitch a fit on social media if Luke died and all that stuff, which I never did. Yeah. <laughs> I, never, I was, like, never I was about to say, that. John, you never did. Yeah. No, I never did that. Um, I, I am, I really, really, to this day, wish that we were going to see Luke Skywalker's journey continue into the next film. I mean, I really wanted that for Star Wars because we already know we're not going to get Carrie. And so now we're not going to get Leia and Luke in the final film, you know, um, They've said that they're not going to recast her. They're not going to CGI performance her role. So Leia's going to, you know, speculate, speculating right now, Leia's going to be written out between these two films. And knowing that or speculating that, not having Leia and not having Luke, we are missing, and not having Han, we are, we are missing an original trilogy character in this final chapter in the chapter of handing Excalibur down to the next generation um, we have some of the secondary characters that are still there obviously Chewbacca and R2 and 3PO but not having one of the big three is something that I'm going to lament forever I'm always mm-hmm. going to be missing that in this next film, no matter mm-hmm. how great it's going to be. I'll always wish that Luke was going to be in it, you know? Now, having said all that, this is the best possible conceived way to end that character. Mm-hmm. To, to be a new hope all over again in a totally different way. Um, the ultimate sparking, source of hope. That's like the ultimate The, the ultimate hope. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. It is way more brilliant than I could have uh, ever conceived myself. Um, and a, a, a much better ending, like you said, than, than being cut down by Kylo and becoming one with the Force like Obi-Wan. We've seen that. Um, Luke's sacrifice is so, number one, beautiful. The way that they filmed it, and oh, and the emotion gorgeous. behind it, and the 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 twin sunsets, um, you know the the music, you know all of it. It was beautifully shot, emotionally mm-hmm. the 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 callback to when you know his his first part of the story to the last part of his story, and connecting it all together, and seeing him go. Like Obi-Wan before him, like Yoda before him, becoming one with the Force and his robe eventually, you know, uh, flying off in the breeze and all that stuff. God, what a great, great ending to his character. I just wish it was in the next movie. Now, having said that, having said that, I think we'll see, I think we'll still see Luke as a Force ghost in the final film. I think that's. That's that's the loophole that we're going to get. I didn't want to see Force Ghost Luke in the third film. I wanted to see real tangible Luke. But uh, I'll hold on to uh, Force Ghost Luke definitely coming into Episode 9. So um, to answer the original question, yes, I'm more than okay with it. 
this is a brilliant ending to the, his character, very well handled, um, and the sacrifice that he makes becoming so much larger than his one character. Mm-hmm. Um, God, man, now I know what you're talking about when you say when you were excited that that they announced Ryan Johnson was going <laughs> to get this film. Um, this is the kind of final touch that I'm not sure too many people could have have written into this story. And, um, uh, man, just great job. Uh, perfect ending to the character. Um, couldn't ask for anything more. Really couldn't. That was, how about you, Adrian? Yeah. Adrian, you haven't even answered the question. yet. I was (laughs) going to ask, I was going to ask both of you if you think we'll see force ghost Luke in episode. Oh, that's a definite. That has but Adrian, to you should you should answer the question, um, the original question. You guys took the words out of my mouth, pretty much. Um, initial good reaction, I guess, was I think uh, I'll have to ask my 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 friend or my sister this. You know, they were with me in the theater. I think I yelled no, or or <laughs> no. I or I gasped. Like it was not like not not like a held out no, all Vader, but <laughs> right. That was just more of a no. Like like that, just very like oh my god, like yeah. my heart broke. Yeah, I, I I was initially devastated, but I never hated it. Walking out of the theater, I was, I was I was shook. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna be blunt. I was I was shook. Yeah, to use what the kids, the kids Dude, you know, that's what the kids are saying these days, right? On the on the Tumblr <laughs> and the and the twit face. Yeah, I was just I was shook. You better get woke. <laughs> and then I got woke. To how brilliant <laughs> that shook was, right? For all the Seriously. reasons you guys just laid out so very nicely, and you know, Luke's story actually ended in universe thirty years ago. You know, even our universe thirty years, Return of the Jedi. He had his story. Those, those, that's those are his films. That's his arc. Mm-hmm. And then just him being the ultimate motivation for all the new characters going forward here i think it's the best conceivable way to go out ever that we could have ever hoped for 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 luke i mean i think i think it works so well because now luke is is bigger than what he was in life as as we've said i mm-hmm. mean and so yeah. it's just like 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 luke is the saga like this this is what it's all about, being the new hope. And yeah, oh, it's Luke, Luke, good. Luke it's won't good. be romanticized. When people talk about Luke, you can't possibly romanticize it because that's how it went down. It's already, yeah. It's already romanticized. <laughs> it's, Ryan Johnson, you beautiful, beautiful human being. Seriously. I'm sorry that you're going through so much trash right now. You, Ugh. as a film, film guy, he, he's one of my biggest inspirations and he just continues to, to inspire me. Yeah. Although I am also, I'm also with John that I'm going to be sad. Not, none of the big three are going to be in episode nine. Mm-hmm. But to, so we will get Force Ghost. Yeah, going back to your question, I don't know if Force Ghost, maybe, 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 probably. I'd be okay with just hearing him too. all use the Force, Ray, y'all, all like that. Disembodied <laughs> voice. I'd be down with that. I'd be done with that. I, yeah, I, I think I'm with you guys. I think, I think with, with Luke's death and passing into the force in this film combined with the fact that 
Carrie Fisher's passed away. I think getting some sort of force, voice, force, ghost, Luke. <gasps> I would put it at like 99.9. What about force, voice, Leia? <gasps> Here for it. Yes. Oh, my uh, God. I think. Fight, oh, my God. All of it. I would not be able to um, handle that. Hearing. Yeah. Carrie, that'd be such a surprise if they managed to put something together. And then hearing it, not expecting it. I, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't want it. You don't want it. You don't want it? I don't want it. No, I don't want I, it. I can see why you don't I, want it. I, I can't see why. I can't. Yeah. It just I, – I want her last performance to be a true last performance, you know? And that's, that's what we have. You know, I, I don't want to see some cobbled together Frankenstein performance. Um, I feel like just it would voice, be too – <laughs> I feel like even that would be a little too forced. No pun intended. I was about to say, was that a joke? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I but got I, it. I, I totally uh, see where you're coming no. from, and yeah, if it's it's a double edged sword, I think. I, it, I think we can we can would be, go with Luke. Me. It's expected with Luke. It makes more sense with Luke because he is the Jedi Master. Leia, we we just we saw the spark and the whole flying Leia thing. And I I think we'll probably get into that in another podcast. Yeah, I, she's not flying Leia. No. She's zero gravity Leia mm-hmm. bringing herself back in using the Force. She's not flying mm-hmm. with the Force. Uh, yeah. little little different there. Slight difference, but I mean. Um, it's cool when Star-Lord does it in Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's not cool when General Leia Organa, Princess Leia Organa, right. does right. it. Force. Yeah. Force. Force I mean, twin. Like, yeah. Right. The first time we see her actively use the Force uh, way, like manipulated straight up, like get out of right. here. Get, just just get out of here. Not, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm totally cool with it. Anyway, uh, what do you say we start wrapping this bad boy up? Uh, final thoughts, Adrian? Uh... Uh, you know and what? final hopes and hopes maybe for uh maybe maybe it like if you have an insight for something people aren't thinking about in this film or hopes for the next film um what what's your your way to cap off this episode my final thought and maybe i should save this for like the last episode of this four part thing but i'll just go and say it now okay I th- All right. No, I'll say you can it. bring it back around. Yeah. I think The Last Jedi will eventually be remembered as the turning point in the franchise. The the point that totally brought it back around. Just sh- like Empire Strikes Back is remembered as the best one, right? For most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because of how it, it built this universe, pretty much. The Last Jedi didn't build the universe it restructured it yeah using the established lore and rules into something completely mm-hmm. new but also still the same in many ways and i mean if, if you're pissing people off you're probably doing something right there's a high possibility you're doing something right <laughs> and can't please everyone can't mama please told everyone. me that mm-hmm. So that's my final thought on that. And yeah, I mean, just looking forward to see what else they bring out, how they close out this sequel trilogy. All right. How about you, Kat? For me, uh, final thoughts. 
Um, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed Luke's arc in this film um, as he picks up the pieces of himself and comes back for full circle. Uh, and I am looking forward to seeing episode nine where the legend of Luke Skywalker has inspired the entire yes, galaxy. Yes, 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 yes. And I think we are going to see fingerprints of Luke all over the place. I like that. His presence will still be felt. His presence will, yes. I like that, Kat. Thank you for saying that. That made me happy. I like that a lot. That made me really happy. <laughs> me too. I'm, I'm going to go look what at my Mark Hamill autograph after this. I just, I just yeah. stared it. <laughs> You'll need one. <laughs> I, I should ask him on Twitter if it's real. Anyway, yeah, John. Okay. Uh, so in my third viewing of this film, um, the one thing that about halfway through the movie that really kind of like hit me like a freight train, and it's got nothing to do with Luke but everything to do with the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. You know how, um, you know, throughout this, we're seeing the parallels of Ray and, and Ben, Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. you know, and how, how Kylo is, is the dark side and, and Ray is the light side. And, you know, we're, we're seeing them as, as true equals in this film with their mastery of using the force, even though she's untrained, so to speak, and and raw potential and all that stuff. She is equally his match. Mm-hmm. Stroke for stroke, fight for fight, everything, to the point where they're battling over the the same lightsaber, which eventually, you know, draws them together and then literally pushes them apart to the point where the lightsaber itself fractures and mm-hmm. you know uh, another lord of the rings kind of thing maybe <laughs> the sword will be reforged you know mm-hmm. we'll see in the next one but what really what really hit me watching that for the third time is everything we know about kylo versus everything we don't know about ray and everybody's so fixed and so caught up on ray's parents nobody's asking who Ray's grandparents are. And that's Kylo's tie to this whole thing is his connection with his grandfather. Mm -hmm. There is nobody asking, well, who is Ray's grandfather? And I think that might be a question worth exploring. So I'm just going to leave that question out there (laughs) for everyone to speculate on. Who is Ray's grandfather? Don't answer. Bring that back. I know you want to answer. No, no, I'm not going to answer. I'm just saying we're definitely going to bring that back on the fourth episode when we talk about Kylo and Ray. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Put a little thumbtack right there. Right there. There it is. Right. Right. It's a lot to discuss. discuss. It is. And it's just struck me. It's like, no, 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 no. Everybody's worried about Ray's parents. That's not the story. The parallel is with it's I mean, obviously Ray and Kylo are tied together. And Kylo's fixation on becoming the next Vader is his the big piece of his storyline, you know? How can he become the next Vader? 
So you look at the other side, who's Ray's grandparent? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the big question. Maybe. I don't know. We'll leave it at that. I have I have my own <laughs> thoughts about that, but we'll have to come back to it. We totally will. We totally I am will. your grandfather, Ray. Here's a quarter portion. <laughs> <laughs> and and having said that, what do you say we wrap this bad boy up? Adrian, how can people find us? People can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast. And, and how can, can they find you? And they can find me specifically at those three at Blue Lab Pro. And I, a little self promotion here. <laughs> Just uh, okay. I am a madman, and I'm doing the 365 movie challenge. We're um, watching a movie a day for all of 2018. You are insane. But on top of that, that's the easy part. On top of that, I'm making a, a cinemagraph for each film I watch. Whoa! And that's what's kind of killing me at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm. I just finished the first week today. I'm already tired. Cinemagraphs okay. are <laughs> are hard to make. They're, they take up time. But uh, I'm, I'm posting all that on all my socials, and you know I like cinemagraphs. You like cinemagraphs? Maybe you know, stop by, check them out, leave a little comment, be like, "Hey, I like that." Recommend some movies because Force knows I need them. So you got, yeah, I got to have a lot. Yeah, so a little shameless self promotion. All right, there. so maybe <laughs> maybe that's our homework for our listeners. You know, if you want to help Adrian and his quest to watch 365 different movies this year, maybe give them your top 20. That you could recommend <laughs> obscure movies that you know he hasn't seen already. That's a good idea. Maybe top ten. Top ten. I would love to see what you guys recommend. Cat Ray, how can people find you online? Uh, people can find me online at Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. I'm looking forward to another year of to a year of Fans of the Force podcast. I think we're we're getting there. It's exciting. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to spending all of 2018 discussing Star Wars with you crazy crazy people and there's gonna be a lot of star wars to discuss absolutely we got rebels uh uh, wrapping up here right around the corner and we're leaping into the uh solo han solo film and uh we still obviously have a lot to discuss about the last jedi so until the next episode i'm john frederick i'm adrian i'm kat and we are the fans of the force and so are you May the force be with you. May the force be with you.